Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. We are so we're on the series uh, called um, Being Family. And uh, as we were preaching Being Family, one lady decided just to bless us. I think it's almost 100 bottles of water. And uh, I just want to celebrate that and thank God for that. Uh, because it's through the heart. And, uh, so I don't want to make a stand. I don't want to embarrass her. But I think for us is when people hear the word of God and they respond, right? Because it's pretty hard and stuff like that. Because the church is built by that corner. is a naughty corner, eh? Yeah, yeah, don't. <coughs> yeah. So I just, every single week for the past couple of weeks, we've just been seeing people step up, you know, our mother's room is in a better space. We've managed to get air coolers, fans. We are installing a generator this coming week, you know, and, uh, and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, because, because people are responding. Because like I said to you guys last week, I am the, I'm the wooden spoon. That's all I am in this church. I'm the wooden spoon. Every one of us is the ingredients. And uh, unfortunately, I cannot say go online and watch the sermon. Because we, there was a power failure, and because of the power failure, you did not get the sermon. And I'm convinced that that was one of the greatest sermons uh, you have ever heard in your life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I think it was a pretty cool sermon. Uh, I'm going to preach it again uh, soon. Uh, just at the end of, actually, at the end of the series, I'm going to preach it again. So if, if, it might be boring for you, but I just feel like it's important, at least for this series, to be able to capture to be able to capture, to capture that. We're speaking about being family. And in our series, we have, we, have, we, have, we have divided church into three sections. And the first section is the foyer. And then after the foyer, we have the, we have the lounge. Uh, we have the lounge. Thank you guys for setting this up. Let's give up to, for the guys who are setting this up. Eh? Uh, they, yeah, let me not go there. And... Uh, I'm fixing it so they're going to say I didn't like it. So I'm just saying to them, no, I, I like it. Thank you. Um, so I, 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 uh, they, I've been called a perfectionist. I'm not, but people say I am. Uh, so we have the foyer in the church, and then we have the lounge, and then we have the kitchen. And the foyer is normally where you find yourself when you are new in a church, where you are not committed to the church you are still flirting with the church. You are, not, you are still trying to suss it out, you know? You're still trying to suss it out to see if this is the church you want to be a part of. You know, you know when you go to, 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 to networking sessions, they normally don't have couches. They have uh, cocktail bars like this because you are not meant to talk for too long. It's supposed to be touch one, two, and then you, you move, Right? So this, in the church, we have that setup where it's, it's, you are still in the foyer. And what, when in the foyer, what is your typical behavior is that after church, you are one of the first people to leave. 
you know, you come a bit later so that people don't talk to you, and then you leave as soon as we say amen, you're already out. Because you still don't, you're, you're still at the place where you're not, you're not comfortable connecting yet, right? You're still trying to get it, to get it figured out. You're still trying to suss it out. You're still at that point where you are not, you are unsure, right? And also the thing about the foyer is you come from a church where you have been hurt and everything. It's comfortable here. You're not asked to do anything, right? You are comfortable here. You're not saving anywhere. You don't know the gossip and the politics of the church. Here, it's, it's a safe space, right? It's a safe space. But the problem with this is that it's a secluded space. When you go through difficulty, no one knows. And then we, we hear that your dad passed on and we're like, we did not, we did not know because you were in the, in the foyer. But here is where you are likely to get hurt the least. This is where you are likely to get hurt the least because no one knows your business. You don't know anyone's business. You can't even gossip because you don't know anything. Right? It, is, it creates a sense of comfort and it is also a great place to suss out the church. Because guys, you, sometimes it, you need a little bit of time to kind of figure out if this is the church for you or not. Because the vibes are different, right? Because maybe the, the worship is too loud for you. The foyer is the space for you to figure that out. Maybe the pastor is too out there for you. The lounge is a spot to figure that out. This is where you, you are praying about your involvement, should you get involved, and, 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 and. And then when... When you are done here, because eventually you need to move from here. Because this spot, while it is safe for you, the, the attitude here, the motivation here itself, it's a very selfish, self-centered, and self-serving kind of space. You know, where you're still, it's still about me, 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 me. And for a season, that is okay. But eventually, you need to, you can't be on the foyer forever. You need to, you know, at the foyer, when you, when you go to someone, you know, kind of do logo reflecting. You know, when you go to, when you go to, to, when you get to someone's house and then you, you, you connect with them on the foyer, you are here to deliver a message and go. You know, you are here to deliver a passage and go. You are here to, it's just a, it's, it's, they, they, they speak to you. You know, have you ever visited someone and then you go to their house and then you, they open the door and then they stand in the foyer. What are they saying to you? This is where it ends. You must go back. So it's, a, it's not a welcome, it's not a come in. It's like, yeah, you are in my house, but yeah, let's kind of, you know, and you keep trying to, to shift there though. They're just standing there. They're like, no, we're not going any further, right? But then when, when the relationship warms up, then you move from the, from the foyer to the lounge. And the lounge is where now they invite you into the house and you start having conversations. This is where you start getting connected. In the church, this is where you start getting connected. This is where you join connect groups. You join small groups. You join prayer teams. You, join, you start getting to know people. People start getting to know you. We go out for dinners. You play with us. You, do start, you are part of the community. Eventually, all of us, we need to move from the foyer to the... If you are in a church and you stay too long in the foyer, find another church where you will feel comfortable enough to go to the, to the lounge. Because 
it is not healthy for one to stay in the, in the foyer. For a season, it's serving, but after some time, you need to, you need to move to the lounge. And in the lounge, that's where we're able then to, to understand where you're coming from. That's why we're able to know you, your likes, your dislikes, what, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy, what you're going through, your challenges. This is where you do counselings, you, you, you get to know people. This is where you allow people in. And here, the chances of you going through something alone, very slim. Here we will know when you don't have food. We will know when you and your husband are fighting. We will know when your children are not well. We will know stuff about you and we will support you. This is a safe place. This is where people get hurt also the most. Because now here you have told us that you and your husband are fighting. Now more than one person knows. And then unfortunately that person still needs healing themselves. And then they go, they share the intimate stuff that you shared with them with other people. This is where people get hurt in church. This is, it's the, the oxymoron of this spot is that this is where we should be. This is where we care for one another. But only also it is a place where we get hurt the most. And that is why it is discouraging for people to move from here to here. People are just guarding themselves. This is where we get to know you better. But let me tell you, you are better here. You are better here. Because this does not guarantee that there are no challenges. Even here there are challenges. See guys, I would rather be in the mess of community than the mess of being alone. I'd rather be in the mess of being in community than the mess of being by myself. Because here's the thing. Isolation is an enemy to healing. You know when you are going through situations, the first thought that comes to your mind is that I don't want to go to church. You want to stay by yourself. And oftentimes, does that help? It doesn't. In fact, you get even more pressed by that situation. Something in you says, no, I don't want to bother people. Guys, you are not bothering us. In fact, even if you are bothering us, we want to be bothered by you. That's why we are here. That's why I'm here. That's why my wife is here. That's why the church is here. We want to be bothered by you. We want to be burdened by you. Your problems are our problems. We want to be bothered by you. We, we, we know why we are here. We're not here to clap and just celebrate. We also want to sit down with you and say, hey man, what's up? We want, we want to carry the load with you. You are not being a burden to us. You're not. We are waiting. We're sitting on the, on the, in the lounge. We're waiting for you. We say, hey, man, come through. Come through. You know, it's sad when someone comes to me and says, hey, Murudir, I haven't been to church because I've been going through tough time. I'm like, you know, if you had been coming, if you have been in community, maybe the situation would have been solved sooner. Because, guys, the mind has a way of betraying us if there's no one else speaking against what the mind is telling us? How many times your mind tells you you are not enough? How many times your mind tells you that you are the worst? 
How many times the mind tells you that you are not going to make it out of this? How many times the, your mind tells you that this is the worst situation that has ever happened? How many times your mind telling you that you are, you are having it worse than everyone else? The reality is all of us, we need someone to, to, to speak against the negative thoughts. We need someone to speak against the lies. We need someone to say to you, listen, this is how you feel right now, but it's not who you are. We need someone by ourselves. We cannot trust our minds all the time. Our minds are not always trustworthy. Your mind tells you that they're looking at you because your dress is this and that. Right? No, you see, they were laughing at, they were laughing at you because of this and that. You're like, what, what, no. Your mind tells you that, no, all the couples in the church, they are having good marriages. Our marriage is the worst. And the thing is, when you are by yourself, then you believe that. Until you join a connect, and then you are sitting there, and then call, Bongian Colin says, you know, guys, yo, six months ago, we almost got a divorce. And you're like, you, Bongi and Colin, really? And you're going, baby, I know we're going to be okay. <laughs> right? Because you have seen someone go through the same thing as you, even worse, and you get encouraged. But when you are by yourself, you are convinced that it is the worst. We have, me and my wife, we are in a connect group. We are the leaders of the church, but we are in a connect group. And in that connect group, we're not leaders. We're just a couple. We're just a guy and a girl who's just going through life. That's, that's where we're at. That's a connect group where we get cared for, where we get loved, where we share stuff, and we hear stuff, and we hear stories. We're like, you? Also, connect is good for pillow talk. After connecting, you're like, ah, ah, ah. You know, you're like, you're like, ha. Ah. But you just come, you just love on people, you're like, it's okay. The, guys, let me tell you, as isolated, you are weaker. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. So I was running, I'm, I'm back into running, right? And, 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 and uh, for now, for now, for now. So, so I started running, and this past Monday, my average uh, 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 pace per kilometer was 6.4, right? So I was doing like 6.4 per kilometer. It's not too bad, even if I say so myself, right? That was pretty, that's pretty dope, and I'm happy with that, because at the beginning of the month, I was 7.50, and now I've improved from 7.50 to 6.4. So that's a, good, that's a good improvement, right? And, and I'm enjoying it. And yesterday I decided that I'm going out running again. And, and my, 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 my goal is just to stay at 6.10. I'm like, if I can just maintain it 6.10, we're soon. This cover you see now, you shall see no more, right? And just as I was getting out of my, my door, and in fact, in my head, I've told myself, I cannot go under six, I'm not even dreaming about it. I'm not even thinking about it, not now. I'm not ready for it. I won't manage it. And I'm happy with my six. And then I see a group of people running in a marathon. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me join them. You know, it's a race, not a marathon, a race, right? 
And then I joined them and I started running with them. At the end of my run, my average was 5.47. That's an improvement of about 17 seconds. If you are a runner, that's a lot. That's a big improvement. That is huge. Why? Because I was not running by myself. What I thought was good alone, when I was now in community, I could do better. And you might be sitting here thinking, no, I am good by myself. Let me tell you, in community, you become better. You might think you are fast by yourself. In community, you become faster. You might think you are safe by yourself. In community, you are safer. You might think you are strong by yourself. In community, you are stronger. Community is better. Community is better. It is not just for the weak. It is even for those who think they are okay. In fact, it is when you are in community that you realize how much you need community. Because in our heads, there's something that says to us, no, we're fine, man. Our bills are paid. There's food in the, car, in the fridge. Clothes on our back. We're not fighting. Everything is great. We are okay. Until you sit with other couples and you realize, wow, we can actually experience better. You think, nah, me, ah, we are we're good. Community is not just for those who are going through bad. It is so that they do not go through. You know, some of us, some of the things we go through could have been avoided had we been in community. Had we been in community. But... It can't end here. Where we are talking, it's nice, we are friends, you are just always talking, 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 and we're enjoying it. This is an important part of church, but we need to move from here and move to the kitchen. In the kitchen, that's where we start, we start serving. Because as the body of Christ, we need to serve. All of us, we are called to serve. We have been given gifts, spiritual gifts. Why? To serve the body. No one is excluded from serving. All of us, we are called to serve. So in the life of church, we need to transition into all these phases. When you are healthier, when you are stronger, you come to the kitchen and you start serving other people. And you are connected. Not only are you connected, now you are contributing. Because here's the thing. When you are in the foyer, you are consuming when you are in the lounge, you are connected. When you are in the kitchen, you are contributing. Now the question is, what do you want to be and who are you? Are you a consumer? Are you connected? Are you a contributor? Why did God give you the gift that he has given you? Has he given you this gift so that you can be a consumer? Listen to what Second uh, Timothy 2 says. Second Timothy 2. Right? Now, it says, now, in a great house, there's not only vase, gold, and silver, uh, vases of gold and silver, but wood, uh, 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 but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable use. So in the kitchen, there is this and there is, there is this. In the kitchen, there is this and there is this. In a church, there is this and there is this. The Bible says they are 
golden what what and they are wooden and clay what what take it to the message translation take it to the message translation i love it in the message translation listen to what it says right it says therefore if anyone no 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 go back message translation all right let me read it from my from my from my tablet there we go there we go thank you so much it says in a well finished kitchen there's not only crystal goblets and silver pallets but also waste cans and compost buckets some containers are used to serve fine meals, others to take out garbage. My question to you is, are you used to serve fine meals or are you used to serve to take out garbage? Where are you? And listen to what it says. Go further. It says, Become the kind of container that God can use to present every and any kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. My question to you is in this church, if you say you are part of this church, what are you used for? For taking out garbage or for serving fine meals? It's not me, guys. It's the scripture. If you're not happy with what I'm saying. <laughs> but the reality is, there are those that are just in church. Gossip, garbage. <laughs> Jealousy. Garbage. Talking about others. Garbage. Yeah. Being a consumer. If you were to assess where you are right now and the role that you are playing in the church, and listen, if you are a visitor, you are this, just by default. So we're not talking, we're not talking to you, right? Yeah, if you are a visitor, don't like it, but I went to the church once, they said I'm garbage, no, no. If you are a visitor, this is you. I'm talking about, this is now a family meeting. Can I tell you something? If, if you are in the house, I believe that all of us are this. Every one of us are this. But if you're not useful, we're going to start using you to take out garbage. There are containers in your house that you haven't used for long. And then you're like, yes, this container, we don't use it. Then you start putting rubbish in it because it's not useful. That was not its purpose. But because it's not useful, you start using it for rubbish, right? And there are some of us who are this, but we are here. In fact, can I just tell you something? All of us are this. It's just that some of us have contaminated ourselves and we are acting like this. God did not create this. He created only this, but our behavior, we are behaving like this. And we start believing that we are rubbish. We are not. We are created as gold. Oh, it's diamonds. Yeah. Diamonds. Sparkles. This is us. But our behavior. And you see, guys, 
as a pastor, I think it's ingrained in me to see people as, as this all the time. But sometimes it becomes blurry. <laughs> sometimes it becomes blurry. I start, I start, I'm like, this one. <laughs> like, like I start, like if, if, if this is you, if this is you, I start seeing you disappear. I start seeing rubbish. Because we are able to act out of character. We're able to act out of that which God has called us to be. We are called to be containers of blessing. All of us, we are called to be containers of blessing. Listen to what it says. Become the kind of container that God can use. Number one, let's start there. Is God using you? If we were to ask a question right now, it says, in this church, in the body of Christ, even not only in this church, if you are part of another church, in the body of Christ, right now, is God using you? If God is not using you, what, what's the point? What's the point if you are this container? You can celebrate being this container, but if you are not of no use, then what? You know, some of us, we act like, oh, man, uh, those, those plates so special that our grandmothers have at their homes. And they never, they never use them for anything. They're just always sitting there. And you ask yourself, when are we going to use these things? They are annoying because they are nice, but they are not being used. But sometimes we act like that in the house of God. We act like we are the important glasses that should not be used. We are waiting for visitors. Which visitors? The reality is that we are all here and listen... I love this, this translation. It says, become the container God can use. It means you make, God has, give, has made you, as a, it doesn't say become a container. It says become a container that can be used. So it means you are already a container. Just become one that is available to be used. What is the point of you being shiny and beautiful and you are of no use? What is the point? We see you at church every Sunday. You look nice. You look nice, Osimpum, with your white. But I can say Osimpum because she says, okay. You know, Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10, it says, for it is in Christ that we are saved, that no man may boast. It is a gift from God, Right? And then it says, it is a gift. Can we go there? Let's start there. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that, uh, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest you should boast. So it talks about the fact that we have been saved. And we praise God for being saved. And we praise God that he has given us. It says you did nothing to receive this gift. It was a gift from him. Thank you, Jesus. You are the best. Why? Why did he save you? Let's go. For. You know what someone says? For. It means what? This happened for this. Right? When it starts with for, it says this saving and this gift, this free gift that you have been given, it was done for you are his workmanship. Created in Jesus Christ for what? 
For what? For what? It's not for good looks, for good works. Not for good looks, but for good what? Works. Which God prepared beforehand so that you may walk in them. Salvation activates our ability to walk in good works. We are not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. It means if you are saved, you do not get the luxury not to do good works. When you are in the foyer, you are concerned about looking good. When you are in the kitchen, you are concerned about doing good. So there's the transition. You look good. You be good. We sort you out. You do good. So you start here and you look good. And can we tell you, you look good. Is that enough? Are you okay now? You look good. Fine. But we know that looks can be deceiving. You must come here so that we can know if you are really good. Because some of you, you are hiding stuff. The reason you are standing at the foyer is because you are hiding stuff here. But let me tell you guys, we're not here to judge you. We're here to help you. We have stuff. We had stuff before we got here. You think that we just fell from the sky and hey, we had stuff. And people had to sit with us here so that we transition from looking good to being good. Where the person you present yourself as a church corresponds with the person you are at home. The same person. Where if you were to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, how are you doing? You will give yourself the same answer you give us here at church. The reality is for most of us, the answer is not the same. Osbong, yeah, you do. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And then you get home. Oh, God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you hate me? But you said you are blessed and highly favored. You know those Christians' greetings? Yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored as I walk on water, what, what? Yeah. We're like, yeah, you see, me, guys, the minute I start hearing that, ah, I'm blessed and highly favored, man of God, what, what, what? I'm like, come see me. Come see me. There's something we need to sort out. What, what do they say? I'm blessed and highly favored. I walk in double portion, what, what? I'm like, you double portion, come here. Come here. Come, 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 come. Let's sit down and talk about your double portion. And then I realize that you have a double trouble and not double portion. And I realize that it's not a double portion, it's a double portion of problems. Guys, I'm like, I don't just want to look good. I want to I wanna be good, man. I want to be good. And in community, that's where we become good. And then when we step here, I just don't want to be good. I want to I wanna do. I want to do good. Why? Because I was destined for it. The Bible says you are God's workmanship, created for good works. It is something that you were created for. It is in your DNA. And when you come into an encounter with Jesus Christ, that goodness starts to bubble. That goodness comes alive. 
That goodness becomes beautiful. When you come to Christ, it's not that you don't have goodness. Some of us is that we have not had a living encounter with Jesus Christ. That is why we are only concerned about looking good. Guys, me looking good is just shallow. I don't just want you to look good. I want you to be good and start doing good so that you can live a good life. See, when you are here, you need to constantly maintain the good look. But when you are here, even, even if you're not wearing new clothes, you still feel good. Even if you're not looking your best, you still look good. Even if your camera was to come on during a meeting, Hey, guys. You know, I've seen someone, I and then she, because she was not ready for, for the camera. And she did not have her, her makeup and everything. Hi. I almost asked her. Let's just, let's, let's move on. The aim is not, you see, you see, the thing about looking good and not being good is that you have to maintain to keep up an appearance. And guys, that's tiring. Don't you want to come to a church where you can just be yourself and no one is going to say anything? And you know that people are concerned about you, not how you look. And I think that's why I love this community and, and how we are. If you come wearing like Muhumutsi, we celebrate that. We're like, man... But if you come looking like Buleso, we also say, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Wait. It's not great, but it's fine. We accept it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, look at me. Look at me. Huh? Look at how I look. Because, you know, sometimes we, we, we have barriers that make people not come to church. Because everyone is always looking amazing. And there are people that, hey guys, let me tell you a story. I used to have a Markham's account that was with 12,000 reds. Because I was in a church where after church, every time we have to take pictures. And now you must understand those pictures, you can't look like last week and the week before then. And we used to buy from Markham's every single week and trying to keep up their appearance. It still happens today. I can blame it on the on the stupidity of youth. What is your excuse? I was young and stupid. But that was the reality of that community. I, had, I felt under pressure to look good and then I started spending money I don't have to impress people that I don't even care about. And guess what? They're impressed now. They're like, oh, your shoe looks nice. When I'm hungry, what's going to happen? Let me tell you guys, when you look good, when you, your, 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 your primary reason for existence is to look good, you become broke. Should we not look good? Look good, but not at the expense of being good. Not because you are covering up something. You see, here, be you, man. Do you, boo. Like, be yourself. I always say to you guys, 
There is nothing you are going to say to me here that's going to shock me. Hey, guys, let me tell you. There is absolutely nothing you are going to say to me on the couch that is going to shock me. I, if, if for some reason you think I'm looking at you and you, I think you are a saint, you are mistaken. <laughs> I don't think you are a saint. I'm not under the delusion that I know some of you, literally, kid is all I know some of you are cohabitating here. I know some of you are fornicating here. I know some of you are cheating on your wives. I know some of you are cheating on your husband. It happens in the church. I'm not going to get shocked. It's not going to shock me. You come to me and say, my husband is cheating. I'm like, okay, how do we get over this? I'm not going to, ha, ha, No. No, don't be silly. If you come with your partner and say, Muruti, you know what? We're living together. And Vele, CBZ. I go like, okay, come through. How do we help you through this? I'm not, Ishmael, there's nothing that's going to surprise me, bruh. Just, just come, man. <laughs> Let's talk, bruh. And I think it is the idea that people think we, you are trying to preserve a perfection that we are not even seeing to start with. You, you are under the impression, and here's the thing about a spiritual leader, I see under the makeup. Yeah? I see under the luxury. I see under the nice tone. I see under the, the nice posture. I see under the nice pictures. I see. As there's many here that I've given a call and asked, hey man, what's up? I'm Muritam Fanar. Hey, 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 stop. What's up? Because I see beyond this picture you're trying to paint. I see beyond that. And I'm, I'm trusting that you would, you'd come to a point where you're like, I'm tired. We come to a point where like, you know what? I'm really tired. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know if you have not noticed that we're so carefree here. Have you not realized? Have you not realized that here this, no one is trying to impress anyone. Like we're just so chilled, man. Get with the program. Like here, we are so chilled. Like it's, some people are like, is this real? We're like, yeah. We're not pretending. This is us. We're not trying to look cool. Come on board. Come on board. Relax. Be part of community. Stop trying to look good. Be good. Be good. Be good, man. Are you not tired of, of pretending that you and your wife are okay when you are not? Are you not tired of, of, of feeling like you got it together when you are not? Like, 
Are you not tired of, 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 of looking like you got it figured out when you are not? Is it not, is it not, is the, is the burden not heavy? Is it not heavy for you to have to wipe your tears and then put on makeup before you come to church? Don't you want to come, don't you want to wake up with a smile on your face every morning? Don't you want to be the same person at home and in church and at, at work and everywhere? Like just, just be good. You know when someone asks you, how are you doing? You're like, man, I'm actually good. It happens here. In community. It happens here. When we are getting in your business. It happens here. When we're sitting together. And talking to one another. When we are really, really part of community. But that's not where it ends. You were created for good works. You were born to do good things. It's in your DNA. God says you are his workmanship. You are the workmanship of the creator of heaven and earth. When, after he had created everything, when he was looking for workers, he looked at you and said, this is the one. Because the reality sometimes is that we are here because we don't think we are worth it. We don't want to go to the kitchen because we think we are not skilled enough, we are not holy enough, we are not prayerful enough, we are not sanctified enough, and all those kind of things. Olit, where's Olit? Call, call him. There's a guy called Olit here, right? He's coming. So Olit to leads our, our, media, our media team, right? There's guys that are making sure that the stream is running, and it is a complicated process because it's machines and the sound and, and, and all these kind of things. He's, he's wearing camouflage. Ay, yeah, 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 So, so, all the two is leading our stream, right? He's leading that whole production there. And it's a big production. More than a year ago, he didn't know how to zoom a camera. More than a year ago, when he came, when he started on his first day, he didn't know how to use a zoom on the camera. And he came to church, and he would just come in and quickly run out and leave. And then Mr. Zbu said, Yay, come, where are you running to? And he, because he was a foyer guy, he used to wear ties. <laughs> he used to wear suits. He used to wear, he used to wear suits. <laughs> yeah. used to wear suits. What, what were you thinking? But anyway, he like, used to wear suit. And, and he would sit in the foyer until Mr. Bilagazi said, Hey man, move from the foyer. Come, 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 come. Let's, let's, let's talk. What's up? What's the, what's the situation? Hey, hey. And they started getting to know each other. 
And then Ole to said to him, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know where to get involved. I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I don't know how to use the stuff. And then, and then the team said, don't worry. We will, we will teach you. Because we, we don't have an expectation that you know everything. In fact, even if you don't know nothing, it's okay. He, like guys, you know Zoom. You know Zoom, like Zoom Zoom on that thing. He didn't know how to Zoom. Right? <laughs> he did not zoom and community took him by the hand and said hey bro look here and now it was Saul this was Saul he was on the team he's like this is Saul knows how to stream how to zoom how to do everything and he says he says to Ulitu, you also can do it and together we can stand he says to him, you are, you are this that you see me being. But Oletu had to move from the foyer. Today he is the online production, the whole of it. He's leading it. A year. A year and a half later, that's the power of community. That is the power of community. He didn't have the skills. He was shy. He was all these things. Fashion sense was taker-taking. You can see today, we're still struggling, but you know, we can't, we can't, we can't get everything right, you know? <laughs> but the reality is, guys, there's opportunity for all of us. Unless we move from the foyer, we will not grow. For some of us, there's gifts that are in us that we have not discovered because we are still in the foyer. There's gifts that God has placed in us that we have not discovered because we're still chilling in the foyer. And I want to say to you, man, you are too good to just look good. You are too good to just look good. You need to be good and do good. You are too good to just look good. You are too good to just look good. You need to be good and do good. Do good. Do good. Why? The Bible says, become a container that God can use to present to his guests blessings. Blessings. If Ibony come through. Take, take that. You see, ours is empty. We still have something, but it is empty. And we're like, Ibony, give us something. And she puts one in us, and then put another day. What is happening is they pass through her hands before they come to us. It is if you have a heart to give, the blessing comes through your hands first. You are the first one who's the blessing passes through their hands. The Bible, the, not the Bible, there's a saying that says the one who gives the flowers gets left with the fragrance. The fragrance is in their hands first. 
Some of us were asking ourselves, God, why are you not blessing me? Because he knows that your blessing is going to stop with you. He's like, listen, man, I want to bless you, but with where you are, your mindset right now, I know that it's only going to stop with you, but I want it to flow to other people. If I know that I can trust you to flow it to other people, I will keep giving you more and more and more and more, but because you are just keeping it to yourself, I can't trust you. There are people who are waiting for you to be a blessing to them. So that we can also go and be a blessing to others. So guys, in this church, in our kitchen, we need people. In our kitchen, we need people. The people that are working in this church are not enough. Are not enough. These guys are here Sunday in, Sunday out. Because there are people in our congregation who are crystal goblets, but they are just sitting and just looking good. We need people to move from just looking good to doing good. We need you in the kitchen. In the kitchen, we need you. Go and pray about it. And here's the thing. If you are unsure where to get involved, Get involved anyway. It's not a prison. If next week you want to change, you can change. It's not that deep. If you are still in the process of praying, come and pack chairs while you pray. Yeah. And the time when you say, no guys, God is not leading me to packing chairs. He's leading me to lead worship. I'm like, uh, 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 slow down. Slow down. I'm just kidding. Are able to say, yeah, it's fine if that's where the Lord is leading you, but don't. I said to the team, so we have an exhibition today. So when you go outside, you're going to find different spots of serving, right? Different ministries of serving, right? You're gonna find, and, and if you can just put, put up the, the Mentimeter, you're gonna find different serving spots. Even if you are just praying, just go around all of them and ask them. So what do you guys do? And just ask them, get more information. Get more information. And then when you get information, sign up for one. Even if you are not sure which one, just sign up for it. Don't sign up for preaching, just sign up for anything else. <laughs> I'm just joking. But sign up because the reality is we are not enough. There are guys in this church who are burnt out because they are here Sunday in and Sunday out. Now they are regressing from being good to just looking good because they are burnt out. Because this is where people also get burnt out in church. Because they are constantly serving. But I'm like, if in this kitchen we need, say for example, we need two people to hold, to hold this a week. Right? So we are holding it this week, me and Ole too. Next week again, we are holding it. The week after that, we are holding it. And the week after that, we are holding it. It's getting tiring, right? We're like, we can't do this. And we're like, okay, Pule and Tato, then they join the team. Right? Yeah. Then Pule and Tato join the team. That means every second week, what, what do we do? I give to Pule and he gives to the, 
then we can rest. That means after a week, then we, you give me again, then you give it back to me, you give it to us. But then Kulu and, uh, and Kondi join the team, right? And Kulu and, 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 and Kondi join the team, right? Now what happens is, now this, this, this week I give to Pule, and then he gives to, and then we rest for a week, right? And then next week, what do they do? They give it to Kondi and give it to Kulu, and then we rest a second week. Wow, that's amazing. And then only on the third week, it comes back to us. And everyone is not burnt out. We are enjoying church. And then if two more other people join, then it's four weeks. You don't have to serve every week. The reason why people are serving every week is unhealthy, but it's because there's only the two of us. The more of us here, the less everyone else works. We need you in the kitchen. We need you in the kitchen. We need you in the kitchen. Amen? Father, I pray that you will send workers. The Bible says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And we pray that in this church, that will not be the truth. That we will have more workers. People that are willing to roll up their sleeves and serve. We thank you, we honor you, Heavenly Father, that right now you are touching people's hearts. And they are, they are, they are being ignited to know that you have destined them for good works. And may they stand and do those good works. And may they stand and walk in those good works. Father God, I pray that today you will challenge someone in their hearts. You challenge someone in their minds, Heavenly Father. I know we have schedules that are busy. I know all these things, but I pray that someone will stand and be sacrificial and say, I am going to serve. So that the harvesters may be enough and equal to the harvest. The workers may be equal to the harvest. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ole, too. You see, it's what we're talking about is the same with, with giving, right? In the church, where people who have committed themselves to support this church financially. But it can't just be one or two people. Because if every time I come to Kibonya and say, giving, she gives this week, then we buy air coolers. And next week we need a generator, then I come to Kibonya and she gives again. And then we need fans, and then I come to Kibonya, and then she gives again. And then I need a Mercedes Benz, <laughs> and then Kibonya gives again. And then we have another need, and then Kibonya gives again. What is Kibonya left with? She's left with nothing. And she feels burnt out by the church, because there are people that can feel financially burnt out by the church.
because they feel like man we're always just giving and giving and giving and I'm like Kibongi it's not we are always you are always giving and giving the rest are just sitting if if we were all just doing our part if all of us were just you know we give one orange each you can go home with abundance if everyone just gives an orange each and all of us we pay we play our part all of us we play our part because here's the thing someone has a full orange but someone has a has half of it but another has a quarter another one just has a slice another one just has you know the skin but when you put it all together we're able to build a church we are proud of so I want to challenge everyone in this house be a giver let us all contribute regardless of how little how big let us be contributors let us do good father we thank you that we have an opportunity to give into your work and into your house into the building of your house you are great and you are greatly to be praised we love you and we honor you receive this gift as an offering unto you and i pray heavenly father that every single person who's about to give may you bless them richly May you bless them richly and abundantly. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.